Profile Interview. And uh, it is 11 minutes uh, after 9 o'clock. Thank you so much for joining us. You are on 702. My name is Tabo Shole Mashao. The beauty of live radio is that quite a lot happens. And uh, uh, before I introduce my guest, there are also... Uh, other, pe- I just want to express that we try to read as many messages as possible. T-Man, I saw your message. It's too, it's generalizing. It speaks to a group as bad individuals and I can't mention that group. So I can't read that. It's irresponsible on my, on my side to do that. If someone were to send a text message and say, uh, blacks are stupid, I wouldn't read that as well. You see, so because the, that's irresponsible, I'd have to to be uh, dragged to BCCSA and so on. Twelve after nine, our guest Siloma Gekangube is here, ladies and gentlemen. Let us hear your round of applause. You know him too well. I didn't even bother reading his credentials because I'm doing justice to that. There's too many to read. You'd remember him as Archie. You'd remember him as a thespian of notes, someone who's extremely passionate. He comes across as though he lives his passion every second of every minute of every hour of every day. Brasilo, thanks for joining us. Welcome. It's only a pleasure. Thank you for the invite and good evening to all the 702 listeners. I'm glad you're here. I'm very much glad. Are you like me? Me, or am I like you in a sense that people often ask, don't people always ask you, yeah. why are you my Gekang movie? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, 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 yeah. And yeah. you've answered that a thousand times, I, I know. But I mean, don't you, don't, yeah. don't you find it jarring all the time? No, but I think sometimes it's just a curiosity of yeah. people to, act, to actually see um, a man with a double barrel. Yeah, yeah. tell me know. about it. You know, and, uh, and now what I also like is that it's the only same name. <laughs> <laughs> There's no one here who has it. Same yeah. Except, same yeah. Except now my children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it starts with me. <laughs> same yeah. Shole Mashao. Yeah. It starts with me yeah. and my children going exactly, down. And you know. Other than that, there's no one else. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, basically, I mean, because I was raised by Mark. By Mark. Yeah. Mark is my stepfather. Okay. You know, and he did a good job. Mm. You know, and mm. I think it was just later that, you know, you always kind of like fire, find yourself yeah. struggling with identity and all that. And uh, I've always known my father, you know, mm. even from childhood, even when I was being raised by my stepfather, I've always known that I have a father. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And uh, yeah. And then later on, I think, I think it was about, I was about 26. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think around about that. That's when I decided, no, I would like to use my biological father's surname. Mm. And before I even started, I went to meet my, I went to my father and to my uh, step stepfather. Yes. And my mother, yeah. you know, and broached <laughs> the subject. <laughs> yes. And you can imagine what my mother said. <laughs> Tell us. She was not too happy with you. No. Not too no. happy with you. Is this you how know, you think the man who yeah, raised you? Yeah, yeah, you know. And but my stepfather was was, was so gracious. Yeah. Yeah. And that was it. Let the child be. Let the child be. Let the child be. <laughs> you know. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it about men? And mm-hmm. in this instance, um, I'm I'm saying black men because I have no experience of other races. If it if mm-hmm. this happens, and yeah. it's purely my ignorance in that uh, field, what is it about black men mm-hmm. uh, that when they grow up, 
they want to gravitate towards their paternal side of the lineage. Mm -hmm. Uh, And even though you may find in many instances we are raised by single mothers who gave us the very best that they had. What is it about that? I I think think it's primal. I don't know. You know, I think it's the something, you know, I mean, you you know, I've seen it even, for instance, with my boys, Mm. you know, you know, raising my boys. And you find that there is that... There's that thing about a boy child that wants to identify, mm. you know, with uh, almost like same sex yeah. or say, you know, same gender, yeah. you know, and I think it's basically that, yeah. you know, yeah. um, that is, is, is you want to identify. And I remember also, I mean, I think I, I, around about the ages of what, 12, 13, yeah. it used to bother me quite silently, you know, because I'd be playing, you know, Go, let's say, go visit my friends. Yes. You know, and sometimes, and, and I look at my friends, they look like their fathers, yeah. you know, and I don't yeah. look like my stepfather, yeah. but my siblings look like yeah. my stepfather. So there's, there, yeah. there was, there's, there was always this thing happening psychologically. in my psychologically. Yeah. You know, everybody wants to belong. Certainly. Certainly. You know, and that, that, that's, it's just that. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah. though uh, your biological father may be a drunkard, a useless person, mm. or whoever, you still want to gravitate towards him. We because want to that's know who where, you are. Yeah, we want to know where our origins are. Mm. I think, you know, that, that there's that, you know, um, you know, sort of like primal need, mm. you know, to gravitate and just understand who you are, where you come from, you mm. know. And I mean, beyond just that, I even went to an extent where I even traced where my uh, grandfather mm. originates, you know, yeah. because my father was born in Sophia Town. Yes. You know, but um, his father comes from KZN. Mm. You know, mm. yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know? And yeah. my father, you know, my my biological father used to have this thing. I only started living with him when I was about twenty-four. Yeah, and um, and he had this thing that Minangzalo is tall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. yes. So you know, and I, and for me, like it, it, and but I think also with this, this, this Zuluness. Yeah, there's, there's yeah. something about Zulu. <laughs> <laughs> you think yeah, you know is is it the element of pride in there? It's the element of pride, but there's a certain even vibrancy yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. about being Zulu. I mean yes. you look at Zulu dance dude. You know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, all over the place. But you know, I'm sad to say that um, Johnny Clegg was a better Zulu than I. <laughs> <laughs> the paradox of a country called South Africa. You know, you know yes, what I mean. yes, yes, yes. Mm. But I mean, you spoke of Sophia Town. Mm. I watched one of your plays. I, I am just afraid to embarrass myself and get mm. the wrong name. I'm not sure if it was the suit or the other one where you played someone from Sophia Town. I did play uh, Kentemba. Kentemba, yes. Yes, the one yes. show. Yes. I did, yeah, written by um, Spiwa Mahala. Yes. Yes. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. And he's got a book on, on Kentemba. Yeah, well. and he's also got a book on, yes. on him. Yeah. Yes, yes. I thought you did a brilliant job. Kentemba, me and Kentemba come a long way. In fact, Kentemba somewhat salvaged me, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to read uh, the world of Kentemba at a time in my life where I was like, Really getting despondent. I was even quitting, uh, thinking of quitting acting. Really? Yeah. And it all ha- had to do with the fact that, um, you know, I, I think when I, I started with, with Brakib. Yeah. Uh, in, in 1981. Yeah. And, but I also 
only went back again into acting, I think, in 85. Sure. And uh, went back to do Waza Albert. Mm. And then after Waza Albert, I mean, it was just like, you know, drips and drabs. Mm. And um, I was not keen because Gibson decided to close shop, I think, in 82. Okay. On the, you know... Having the feeling that uh, television, because that was the beginning of TV two and three. Yes, yes, and he had yes. This, uh, thought that um, television was going to steal Take audiences, mm. you know, from you know from the theatre. Sure, you know, but I, which um, I think you know, it was a miscalculation on his yeah. part, you know, because I mean, it was it took a while before yes. everybody could buy television. Exactly, you know, and um, and I wasn't keen to go into television then. Mm. I think because of my politics, I was yeah. very black consciousness <laughs> when I grew up. <laughs> I see. You know, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, Tower. black consciousness is when I got interesting and sabubari. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, 1976 at 16, I didn't even know what a sellout was. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what yeah. a special branch was! Yeah, yeah. But yeah. that day, I mean, those those words, special branch, yeah. sell out became. We're rolling off your tongue. They were my, you know, part of my lexicon. <laughs> yes, yes, and you that's know? BC for you. Mm-hmm. And 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 then, then gradually, you know, one, mm. get, you know, go to, you know, listen more, and then yeah. you heard about Butsieti machine, yes. you know, and as they were talking about Butsieti, then but there was both mm. Dr. Motlana, yeah, you know, and. Uh, then literature also came mm. into the picture. Mm. You know, uh, I remember one of the, uh, I mean, my favorite uh, reading material was called Staff Rider. Oh, yes. Which oh, was yes. printed by, by, by Raven Press. Yeah. And I mean, that was the kind of material that made you, that conscientized you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and dealt with your mind. You know, exactly. You know yeah. what I mean? So that, you know, that was that. And, uh, and that, I mean, at that time, I think as much as, you know, the ANC was there, but what was alive yeah. for us yeah. was black consciousness, where you had, um, you know, poets like Bo, Maisha Maponya, yes. uh, Ingwapela Madingwan, no, Africa exact, my beginning, Africa, Africa my, my ending. ending. They yeah. came sailing from oh, the east to the goodness. west with hatred and disease in their skins and a burden to harden our lives. Exploiters of Africa, Africa my, my beginning, beginning, Africa, Africa my, my ending. ending. Yeah. Oh my goodness, <laughs> there's something about you being able to recite all these <laughs> plentiful lines with mm. a sense of comfort. And mm. one of those lines that I'm going to dare you uh, mm. to try and recite yeah uh, chris that one of the lines that i'm going to try to it's it's this particular one yeah i want you to tell me yeah. what this means to you and if you are able mm-hmm. to recite it like you've just done even in part yeah of africa my beginning africa my ending went in my yeah premature autopsies hey man what does it do for you this piece i know this, you love this piece this piece you know at, at i would have moments of low moments you know in you know during my career and when i would feel so despondent yeah you know and i think to lift up my spirits yeah you know i would actually just you know sit at home and I would learn, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I used to listen to just the, you know, the, the album because yeah. I had the, the album, mm. but then the album became something that I held on to mm. in moments of despair, mm. you know, mm. because I mean, it's actually just a praise about jazz yes, and just shows that how this um, art, mm. you know, was at times denigrated, 
you know, looked down upon yes. and all yes. that. Yes. And somehow and underrated. And underrated. Yeah. And that's what happens to one as an artist. I, I and, and you know, it, it brings me exactly to that. Mm-hmm. That perhaps your desire to quit was mm-hmm. it mainly because one, mm-hmm. you felt that um there was no sufficient recognition of the art form mm. that you uh, offer to the uh, to, to to the community to South Africa to the world. There's disrespect that is being meted out. I mean, it, it was at a difficult time. I mean, it was basically like in the what late eighties. Okay. You know, and uh, look, the market had actually opened up its its, its doors. Okay. You know, being a you know almost like a melting pot, yes. and what South Africa would actually be like. Mm. You know, and um, you know they could do so much in actually catering for everybody. Mm. You know, and um, yeah, and you know, one would actually, uh, and I think also my pride, also not wanting to get into television, was a problem. But as, as <laughs> soon as as soon as kids came yeah. into the picture, oh, like, kids don't eat principles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't eat passion. No, no, and, no, and principles and principles. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no, they don't. They, they don't. don't. You, know? you have to wake up and go and work. Yeah. So I yeah. mean, and I think just I think I, I started getting involved in television. I think. Around about late '87 and even beginning, you know, like yeah, from late '87. Yeah, what broke your TV virginity? Uh, gosh, it was actually a, a a cameo role in one series, and I remember uh, Henry Tele. Yeah, was it was a Zulu series? Yes, Henry Tele was also uh, performing in sure. it. But where the, I think the biggest one was uh, as good as nice. Ah, I yes. Did, I did as good as nice. Really? Yes. Really? I, I played, uh, my character was Dumo's sidekick. <laughs> and I was with... Uh, FK. Uh, yeah. No, no, not FK. I was with... Um, that the Washington's call. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. 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 Both of us, we were it was too much sidekick. Really? I think he was called Fat Eddie and my yeah. character was called Joko. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was, my, I think, basically yeah. my first breakthrough. Yes. And then, then later on came Body Willa Makholela. Yes, yes. You know, I remember that. Um, what is it? Bupiloke Sempeho. Sempeho, yes. And then generations, and as they say, the rest is. Did, did you not replace Sputla, not Sputla, but did you not. Uh, no, no, you. Bupiloke Sempeho. You were doing uh, Dr. Mashubadie. Yes. Initially, initially, it was played by uh, Anthony. Oh. Tobejan. Yes. Yes, 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 mm. yes, yes. I remember that. But also, uh, just taking a few steps back. Are you a purist? Is that why you didn't want TV? Are you finicky about your no, art? It was, for me, at that time, for me, it was the politics. Okay. Because for me, go, you know, doing television was working with the SAPC ah, and was working with the system. Of course. Yeah. And uh, the black consciousness mind wouldn't allow that. No, it wouldn't allow me that, yeah, to do, yeah, to do I see, that. Yeah. I see. I see. You but know? now, I mean, I know you take this very seriously. Your yeah. art, you studied, you uh, take it very seriously. I never well, what, studied, actually. Well, no, well self-study, you know. No, but I mean, yeah. your master's and everything else. Okay. All right, yes. Yeah, that's what mm. I mean. I'm just thinking, are you, are you one of those actors who feel that one must really pay their dues before they're given a, a proper opportunity? I think, you know, I think the, un, the unfortunate part is that, you know, the system has been messed, up, messed with mm. in South Africa. And when you, and one would, I mean, would be said to be a, a, an apartheid apologist. Yeah. But, 
during the apartheid era, there used to be, I mean, we had four, four provinces. Yeah. And the four provinces had performing arts councils. Mm. In, in uh, Transvaal, which was one province, sure. it had PACT, okay. which was the Performing Arts Council of Transvaal. Free State had PACOFs, mm. Performing Arts Council of the Orange Free State. Natal had um, Performing Arts, it was called NAPEC, okay. Natal Performing Arts Council. And then the Cape, which was a combination of the Eastern and the Western sure. Cape, which was the Cape Colony, had the CAPEC. Mm. which was the Cape Performing Arts Council. Mm. And those institutions, you know, basically were an entry point for every young artist, and but also helped to preserve or even give employment to older generations. Wow. You know what I mean? Mm. Because in the company, there will be a, a drama company, mm. there will be an opera company, mm. and there will also be a ballet company, mm. you know, a mm. dance company. So all the, the, the three performing arts disciplines were catered for mm. and mm. in a very professional space, mm. you know. And by so doing, then it actually, you know, gave space that, that, that there was a professional space. Mm. And then if there's development, then development mm. will happen in, you know, in other small spaces I see, I see. but at the present moment we can't even make the separation uh, you know? what, what, what do you make of the initiatives and I know very little about that of mm. the Department of Arts and Culture they will argue that we are trying our best we have presence throughout all nine provinces which mm. I would assume it would be somewhat of an equivalent of that How, what's your experience of that no but the thing is it is not well monitored mm. you know what I mean <clears throat> I mean, for instance, I mean, I found myself, uh, I mean, I was once a, what is it, involved in, in adjudicating plays, mm. you know, mm. for one of the uh, funding uh, institutions. Sure. And one problem that I found was there would, uh, a, a, an idea just written as a synopsis mm. would be given funding just based on a synopsis. Yes. Oh, really? Yes. Really? And oh, I, I mean, yeah. and for me, it was like somebody coming to you yeah. and saying, uh, you know, I can uh, build you a house. It will have three rooms, uh, two bathrooms, <laughs> and a big whatever. <laughs> and you say, here, yeah, build okay, it. Yes, my, yes, be here, yeah, build, build it. it. Because you have to have a blueprint. Of course. And what is a blueprint of a play? It's a script. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, I, I basically like stood on my ground, I mean, stood my ground on that point yeah. where I think out of that then came uh, out of that is you, uh, so you think you can write. Oh, you know what I mean? I and it was discovered that people yes. whose ideas they were keen to, to fund yeah. didn't have the scripts. My goodness me. And how you know, dangerous is that? How dangerous is that? And also another thing that I found was you find that people would apply, you know, from throughout the country yes but these people basically don't have the experience mm. you know mm. and where now at least if ever maybe the government had a very clear vision on what is it that they want to do they should have actually encouraged things to start at local level mm. and then so that the, when the person basically graduate it is actually the, sp the people who are judging and overseeing things mm. at local level mm. then elevate them to provincial Yes. And yes. then at from provincial then we know that at national sure. basically it's you know productions that have been you know growing yeah. or allowed to you know to mature and that have gradually gone through the system. Exactly. Yeah. You know and yeah. that is why I say you know I mean our professional space in the theater in in the black theater space is lives much to be desired.
Is it as far as funding is concerned, no one is investing in it, in it or the no, levels the, of professionalism? Professionalism. Money has been management man, side. Yes, money has been spent. Yeah. Money has been given out. Yeah. But money has been given out just you know for a person basically maybe saying I've got this, not judging, but what are the credentials yes. of that yes. person? Yes. You yes. know, and whereas you needed to actually even have spaces where this uh, development can be nurtured. Mm. I mean, you know, I look at, um, I mean, when I look at what even the, what is it, uh, the, the performing arts councils did. Yeah. And um, you, you might cue the African Brooder Bond when it all started. It was a cultural organization. Yes, it did start as that, yeah. Purely for, the, what is it? For the preservation, preservation of, of the, of the language, language yeah. and the culture. Yeah. And look what a good job they did. What yeah. have we done? Yeah, yeah. And in, within 30 years yeah. of just catering for that, they could even get themselves to political power. Certainly, certainly. And uh, you are, uh, I mean, that's a very interesting analogy that you are painting there of mm. uh, the Afrikaner Buddha Bond because um, with all its evils that came uh, uh, to suppress the country and whatever mm. else, but they managed to actually capture the imagination of a certain group by developing, exactly. investing, and making sure that there were active, viable programs. Exactly. That were, and uh, we are unable to do that. Mm. And uh, in this time around, for the benefit of all. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, even sadly enough, I mean, when you go, I mean, you, you go into their spaces, you know, I mean, there's Afriforum Theatre. My goodness me. <laughs> well, <laughs> a lot of that, people don't know it. Yeah, I didn't know, you know that. What I mean? and, but basically, you know, what, what are they doing? They're catering for their own. And, and they support their own. Is, is there is there lack of support? I I've I I want I, I went one I once went to watch Waza Albert at Jablani uh, Theatre. Yeah, in, uh, in Soweto, mm-hmm. and um, to my embarrassment and mm. greatest humiliation, there were only four of us. In the theater house, mm-hmm. there were four of us literally, and I'm thinking this is such a huge, huge exactly huge production. That, I mean, that's why I say, you know, we we really never really sat down and had a plan of action on how do we want to grow the space. Huma Sikela used to criticize the ANC government a lot, especially when coming to the arts, and mm. say that they did not know what they're doing as far as entertainment is concerned. Uh, that's why the city of Johannesburg is such a lull when coming to entertainment. It needs mm. to be the heartbeat of entertainment. What, 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 what are your thoughts on that? Absolutely. Absolutely. And my cue, one again, um, I would go to say, before the new dispensation, mm. Johannesburg was a hub of entertainment. You know, sure. the market theater was vibrant. Yeah. It was a melting pot. Yeah. Oh, and even basically like carrying what South Africa could be like yes. in the yes. future. Yes. You know, that's where, you know, it, it was happening. But apart from just the market, around Johannesburg, I mean, there were little theaters, the Black Sun, where, you know, uh, experimental works were being, you know, made and whatever. And people were flogging to all those places. Yeah. Know. I mean, people like Salif Keita. Mm-hmm. They then became equivalent of what would call the Minister of Arts and Culture. Mm-hmm. And in their countries, uh, do you think that we ought to follow the same route and say people who know about the arts, people who have thorough knowledge, experience and skill should occupy those strategic positions? I think not necessarily because I think even as artists, artists, we are not, we are not administrators. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. And I and I think Vic Brahu is actually a good example. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say John Kanye, I'll also get into trouble. <laughs> you, if I said, you, yeah. you know, Brahu I mean, was made the artistic director of the, the, the state theater. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, yes. artists, we are just artists, yes. you know, and yes. we need people who basically would manage, you know, like those, or yeah. administer yeah. those spaces, yeah. you know, and but just have also even a clear vision. You know, by having artistic people, because as people who would be very good in administration, yeah. then you got to have maybe a very good artistic director in the drama department, an artistic director in the opera musical uh, department, an artistic director in the dance yeah. department. Yeah. And these people should be now shaping the vision of how, you know, you know what should be put out there and what should be nurtured. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's 7.02, 23 minutes to 10 o'clock. My guest, Silo Makekangube, and uh, we are looking at his life, the arts, and we are having just a great uh, tennis match on ideas about the arts, his life, and everything else in between. You are more than welcome. You are highly invited to uh, participate and uh, ask him a question or two, if you will. 011-883-0702. 11 to you want to send a text message that's still fine with me 072 702 1702 um brazil i whilst on that subject the communist party of china i think it's every five years Mm. they hold this huge congress but it's not only for members Mm. so people like you in the South African equivalents, yeah, where they say that we will have a plenary, but we'll also have breakaways, mm-hmm. and those who are dealing with arts and culture and whatever would be in that particular breakaway to give us ideas, because as the government, mm-hmm. uh, we can only do so much, uh, and now you have the likes of Jackie Chan mm. who go there and, and, and advocate for budgets and mm. for creativity, yeah. positioning China. Would, would that work? Look, I mean, probably it might work if only at the end of the day, you know, they would actually fall. Because one thing that we know uh, in, about South Africa is that we've got all these brilliant policies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, True. but True. when it comes to implementation... <laughs> it's something else. You know. It's something else. I, mean, I, I, I once listened to, I think, I, I can't remember whether it, but it was a minister in the uh, Singapore department. Okay. And she was saying their a policy is implementation. And implementation is their policy. (laughs) (laughs) That's brilliant. You know, that is brilliant. Yeah. And we've got all these beautiful things, but the implementation of them leaves much to be desired. I must not forget, you know what? I actually, when I, I, when I came here, I had just watched the first episode of a new series that I'm in called Champions. Really? So on Monday, on Zanzi Magic, seven o'clock. Yeah. You know, don't miss Champions. Tell us about it. (laughs) At least what you can reveal. You know, well, it is a, it, it's a, it's a, it's a series set around um, soccer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I am a chairman of my club. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I mean, I, you know, an Evan calls. I was about to say, but I thought, <laughs> oh, hey, I'm going to get into trouble. Oh, oh also, Keza <laughs> Mutawung. Yeah. I mean, I'm a mixture yeah. of yeah. all of them. That's fantastic. Keza Mutawung, uh, Evan Koza, <laughs> Tomosono. Oh, my. <laughs> you know, because he's also a former player. Oh, yes. I I see, you know, I see. And, um, and, and, and basically, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a series that is, I think, that tries to 
I think tell a positive story mm. and and just a, a story about people mm. and love mm. and love for a sport. Yes. And how that sport actually is so married into their lives. Ah. You know. It's not just you go to the office. Mm-hmm. You can, in your everyday life, life. your relationship, mm-hmm. it finds its way there. Exactly. With your children, with your friends. It exactly. finds. Yes. Fantastic. You Zanzi Magic at seven. At seven, yes. Okay. You know, like uh, Khalil Gibran has this beautiful yeah. thing where he says, um, Work is love made visible. Oh man, oh man, <laughs> you know that is beautiful. Mm-hmm. That is, listen, we can talk all night. Let mm-hmm. me allow others before I'm kicked out of the job and saying you're just monopolizing you're hugging, his time. You're <laughs> <laughs> and from Tembisa, it's William. Hey, William, mm-hmm. welcome. Uh, Dr. Shalom, how are you? I am free, good sir. How are you, Bra Willie? I'm fine. I'm beside myself with excitement. Yes, uh, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Tell us uh, why. Uh, uh, because the studio has got two gentlemen with double barrel surnames. My brother, my big brother, I thank you. Thank you very much. I, I thank I thank God for blessing you with that wonderful poetic soul. Ah, uh, thank you. Thank you, uh, my and brother. And I've been listening to you. Uh, let me just say you're yes. officially hired as my you're officially hired as my favorite presenter from today. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to start. You just need to send me my salary in advance, <laughs> and uh, we are officially on. Thank you very much, Brawili. Yeah. Really appreciate it. Thank you for scoring such a beautiful penalty. Good evening. Thank Good you. Evening. Thank you. Good, Good evening, evening. Bra-Willi. Thank you so much, Brawili. <laughs> Helen, you are in Eldos. Hey, Helen. Hi, Khoyanant, Yala Mana. Khoyanant, Mefrong. 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 You got him. You got him. Yes, how you guys doing? Second, how are you? How are you? I'm so blessed. I'm blessed. And how are you tonight? You know, you know the way I'm feeling when I came in here. Tabo asked me, "How are you? How are you?" And I said, "I'm I'm work in progress." You know, and, and it, it's a feeling that I'm having these days. That I'm, and like you look, and I'm saying I'm work in progress, and I've lived for 64 years. <laughs> it's a long construction site. You know, <laughs> long-standing construction you know. site, Jace. Uh, Yes, I'm so proud of you. Uh, thank you um, very much, I, Helen. Thank you that age. I think I must call your uncle. Uncle Fellow. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I no, I accepted that. There was a time when I was rejecting him. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, like you know, like you know, like how when when you when you're parking a car. Yes. And these young boys can say, "Oh, hey, hey, uncle, hey, hey, timer." Hey, I used to be. Yeah. A, I used to. Be. I still do. Thank you, Helen. But thank you, Helen. I am sitting here. I'm. And I am so, I'm making mistakes because of you two guys, because I am so entrenched in this conversation. Oh, thank you. I just want to say something to Uncle Fellow. You know, when I was a little, 
She said she had a crush on you. She said she had a crush on you. And a million other South African women. <laughs> yeah, I know, I yeah. know, Helen. And and and, and, and a color cherries. <laughs> Helen, thank you very much. Thank really you. appreciate it. Please stay tuned, Helen. And uh, also, don't forget, Helen. At eleven, we'll be playing your favorite tunes, uh, Colin, and so that we can play your song after eleven as well. Oh one one eighty three oh seven oh two. Joe, you in Benoni. Hey, Joe. Uh, good evening. Good evening, family. Thank you so much for an excellent show. Sure. So wonderful to hear you guys going at it. Oh, it's excellent, excellent. Thank Sorry, you, sir. sir. I just had a concern as to what is going on with the latest entertainment industry in terms of dramas that are playing on uh, the TV screen, etc., and all the TV shows, etc. There's been a trend or a tendency lately to broadcast shows that show extreme uh, sex, extreme uh, uh, maybe substance abuse, Mm -hmm. sort of a destructive type of fabric, especially in the black societal context. Mm -hmm. So is there any effort that maybe in the entertainment industries we can push for to push a more positive narrative uh, compared to the current negative one? For instance, if you can look at Brasilo, when Brasilo was still Archie, mm. I mean, that was very, very positive. It was more inspirational. Yes. But what mm. we look at what is happening now with those shows, they're more destructive than constructive now. So I'm wondering, is, is there any effort of people maybe who are in the industry or trying to push for a positive narrative to be pushed? Because some of those narratives, they do negatively affect our black communities in a very, very broad context. I listen mm. over the radio. Thank fantastic, you. Fantastic, fantastic question, Joe. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Brasilo, mm. you want to attempt to? Hey, man, this one is a very difficult one in a sense that, you know, broadcasters, you know, it's all about numbers, as they, they would say. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. I mean? And I think that's the, just the sad part. Of, and somehow thinking that to get numbers, you just have to go that route yeah, of, yeah. you know, crime, whatever. And uh, to think that as a nation, we are a nation that really needs to rebuild itself mm. you know mm. and restructure you know almost so re-engineer yeah. its psychological makeup yeah. you know because where we come from it is a it is it's a, it has been a very traumatic and soul destroying past mm. you know uh one of the projects that i i'm working on is you know the land is ours the book yeah. by Udo Kuzano Tembeck and Ugay Tobi and uh, you know when you read that book it actually gives you almost just paints the landscape of where we are coming from mm. you know i mean the book is about you know the five black lawyers mm. but the stories just you know around you know their lives and yeah. uh, what they had to deal with yeah actually just shows how for instance you know that you know through the frontier wars yeah how the british colonization basically mm. created i mean you know almost decimated the Kosa nation sure you know and you look and then there comes the discovery of diamonds yes and with the discovery of diamonds the breakdown of family structures mm. men taken you know away from their homelands and going to work mm. under horrible conditions mm. you know digging mm. diamonds mm. in in kimberley then johannesburg and that's how south africa south africa basically got you know decimated sure, sure. you know i mean we have you know like fathers who basically don't want to look after children yeah. it actually comes from, from that there. hole 
yeah. you know, because men just knew that, you know, somehow it's like now a new DNA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, was actually the, passed on in, sure, in, into the sure. male psyche. Genetically. Yeah. yeah. That, that you know you don't actually attach any kind of responsibilities to the, to your actions as a man and you did a brilliant job in the mm. audio of that book by the way oh thank uh, you I would thank I would you listen. yeah we did, we did a land matters I yeah, did land, land matters, matters. Yes, land matters yes. Yes. but here, here's what I wanted to ask you and 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 based on also on what Joe had uh, requested of you mm. what makes a good actor or actress it, it sounds it sounds simple and mm. it sounds but I'm, I'm just thinking for people like you who are immersed in the art mm. if Tabo tomorrow just appeared in one of the productions and I'm not an actor I'm not anything you'd be able to pick it up whether I'm good or not whether I'm passionate mm. or not mm. whether I've invested in the character or not you'd be able just to pick it up mm. so uh, and we see often and without any disrespect to anyone, those who are popular mm. on social media coming to replace mm. those who are passionate. Trained. And, well, yeah. well, even somehow, sure. even trained. Sure. But yeah, again, you know, people will tell you it's a matter of numbers. Numbers don't lie. But at the end of the day, it's not just only about numbers. Sure. Because... That person, when you take them, you take them into a different field that is not their the, the, their field, mm. you know. And now you are asking them to express, you know, to what is it? Portray. Be artistic yeah. mm. and exercise a certain kind of creativity within a space that they're not familiar with. They are familiar with a space where they recreate their content, mm. but when mm. you create content for them and say, "Now play yeah. that." It's a Something totally else. different blow, uh, 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 ball game. What has been the most challenging role that you had to play? Mm. One off, I'm sure there are many. One off, off. one mm. off. I, I think Othello. Yes. yes, Othello. You know, Shakespeare's Othello yeah. has been, yeah. and it's still a part that I'm still wanting to reprise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. Know, yeah. You know. Do you feel you didn't do justice? You know, I actually realized. You know, there are times when you think you are matured enough. Yes. And while I was doing it, I realized, no, I'm out of my depth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for someone life like you to concede. Yeah. yeah, life experience. You know, what makes a good actor is actually life experience. Really? Yes. And the thing is, somehow even the way some uh, acting is being taught, it is not, it's not being taught to, uh, for, you know, to a person to embrace the life experience. Mm. I got a very interesting uh, acting lesson from my uncle, mm. Kenny Majosi, who sure. played Sicalo in, in Gibson Kentis, um, uh, Sicalo. Sure. Uh, he broke down the word actor and he said A stands for action, C stands for creativity, T stands for technique, uh, O stands for observation, R stands for reaction. All these five things you use as an actor. Oh my. But the most important one, is observation before I think an actor should could be taught anything. Yeah, he must be taught to observe, observe life outside, yeah. and then observe life inside himself. Yeah, how he himself functions. Mm. Because mm. what we do as actors, mm. we basically recollect emotional sensations and replay them. Mm. If mm. I'm supposed to play love, yeah, I'm going to have to recollect yes. how I play love. In real life. In real life. How you react how when you are in love. Exactly. 
in I've real got, life. Yes. yes, and I've got to use me because I'm uh, using me. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, so at the end of the day, and you, you see, this is something that as human beings we do naturally. Mm. Uh, example, you have a, an acrimonious breakup or mm. fight with somebody. Mm. You don't see them for most even five years. Yeah, yeah. The next time you see them, yeah. you, you even feel your heart beating <laughs> in your throat. <laughs> Because your body relives that yes. experience. Yes. You know what I mean? And I think as actors, what somehow happens naturally to everybody, we learn to master it and recollect it on demand. Mm. Mm. And it's not everyone who's got the capacity to do that. You know, but you can, can you, you can be trained. I mean, sure. if ever you like it so much, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then that is what you've got to learn. But I mean, it can't be just the business. It can't just be that. Hey, listen, there are no jobs. Let me just go be an actor. Exactly. No, no, no. It no, can't no. be in that way, and, and I mean it in that sense. That at least there must be something that some, propels exactly, you. Yeah. That, some passion that lives inside you. Some interest of sort. And and I've got I've got a grandson, four years. Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you see him. I mean, he loves Michael Jackson really? with his whole <laughs> heart. Four. Four. <laughs> I mean, when this guy. I mean, Michael Jackson died when? I mean, when exactly? I mean, two thousand what? Early two thousand? Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two thousand five, whatever. Somewhere there. Two thousand years. But you should see him when he does the the moonwalk, <laughs> and then and, and then he does the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the facial expressions and, facial ex and everything. But you see what he's doing. As much as he's seeing, he's almost retaking, I mean, taking in what he has seen. Ah, all the the intensity yes. that Michael Jackson The nuances, the, the expressions, ex everything. everything. And he's believable. He's believable. Exactly. As he's much believable. as he's not doing the, you know, like as smooth as Michael yeah. Jackson. But, but you the see Michael. Yes. The is that why then you somehow berate yourself for Othello and you feel that you need to redo it oh, yeah, because yeah. of the distance between you and perhaps what the character demanded? Exactly. Because, you know, like, I mean, I mean, I was in my 40s, mid 40s, mm. and Othello is kind of like estimated to be in his 50s, yeah. you know, sure. mid 50s. Mm. And Brewer. If you are, I mean, like I'm 64 years old. Yeah. You look 50. Yeah, I'm 64 years old. My life experience is 64. <laughs> <laughs> it is not... Unfortunately, <laughs> exactly. that's what it is. It is not 66. <laughs> it is not 70. It is 64. <laughs> and, and that's just what it is. That's just what it you is. Can't it. You, you can't adjust it. You can't adjust it. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. I, and I actually realized then that somehow... I still needed to actually have a little bit more mm. of life experience, mm. you know, and I think yes. to do it now, ah, there has been, you know, experiences Experience. in yes. my life. Yes. So when I go tap into, you know, to, into that life, yeah, then yeah. I come with my life experience. Certainly. I mean, you have... A number of interesting things and i'm just wondering i'm going about to ask you about your inspiration and uh, that's a more common question but mm -hmm. people who really speak to your soul as an individual one-on-one -on -one, and it's mm -hmm. easy to say nelson mandela and whatever else but mm -hmm. when you're in your silent space 
who do you reflect on and uh, whose words, whose life, whose thinking speaks to you? You know, Langston Hughes mentions that... Uh, um, uh, about dreaming And he's written a lot about dreaming mm-hmm. uh, Hold fast to dreams When dreams die Life is like a broken bird mm-hmm. That cannot fly uh, And you have your Lorraine Hansberrys yeah, yes. And uh, who have At a very young age mm-hmm. uh, Performed uh, Raisin in the, the sun, sun. Yeah. And, and you, you, you also have South Africans Who've done very well Who, who speaks to you Particularly in your art form It's, it's many people Many people uh, Krishna Murti. <laughs> Is one person okay. who, who speaks to me. Yeah. Um, Khalil Gibran ah, also speaks to me. Yeah. And, but, um, you know, people like Bo, the experience that I had with Bragib. Yeah. Gibson Kente. Yeah. You know, there's something that Bragib was doing and that we haven't as yet really analyzed properly and given it its full value. Sure. And then one person who also had a very good, I mean, a very strong influence on me was the late Bunny Simon, the co- uh, yeah. co-founder of the market. Sure. He was an amazing man, mm. you know, mm. and, and especially when he, de- he dealt with actors. Mm. Ooh, man. Mm. You know, he, I remember working with him. First and foremost, I remember thinking, oh, this white man understands black people. But secondly, I realized that he respected every person's experience. Oh, oh. He had a brilliant way that, for instance, when, I mean, when I worked with him, you know, you know, I would do something and then he would say, you know, maybe that is in the play. Yeah. And in order for us to get the good, the right feeling for that, he would say, Sello, if you were in this situation, what would you do? Ah, ah. And now, when you go back, and try to recall what you would do. You actually are reliving your uh, own experience of that. He was able to bring the best. Exactly. And then from there he would say, well, with that in mind, <laughs> let's try it again. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing that he was going to do, when you're speaking, he's listening to you. He's seeing how yeah. naturally you are relating to what you know. Mm. And he used to say, one phrase that he said, he used to say, Permit yourself what you know. Ah. So that is why I even say, as an actor, basically, you've got to make sure that you understand how you function. Because as you know yourself and permitting yourself Mm. what you know, that is when you live your own truth. You said you want to redo Othello. Yes. Let's let's put that on, on the side. Which other character you'd love to do? Whilst you still can, uh, I mean, it can be anywhere. Well, I'm working. Wow. I'm working though on reprising, reprising uh, uh, the suit. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, really? It's going to happen. Yeah. I think, uh, we, we're planning to take it to Grahamstown and coming to, oh, <laughs> to you know, to come, to come to to Johannesburg. Yeah. And talking about Langston, Spiro Mahala has written a play called uh, Bloke and His American Bantu. Yes. That is Bloke Mudisan. Mudisan. Yes. Yeah. And his American Bantu. You know who it is? Huh. Langston Hughes. You're kidding me. T- <laughs> you are kidding me. So the play is based on Blok Mudisani and Langston Hughes. What? I must yes. watch that. I'm, I yes. t- I'd love so to see we, that. We, yeah, we, it's also coming later in the Oh, year. man. Yeah. Please, please. Yeah. By all means, I'd love mm, to be there. No. He's done quite a lot. But listen, we are... Jesus we have few when you are having fun. <laughs> you know. Listen, we are a few seconds away from mm. saying goodbye to you, but I've got mm. three things to ask you and I need your immediate reaction yes. to it without even thinking much yeah. about it. Mm. One, market theater. 
What about a market theater? Gosh, it used to be a vibrant place. But I, I think, you know, I saw some vibrancy kind of happening sure. recently. Yeah. Yes. Two South African politics. Oh, disappointing. Three black women. Uh, black women for me are like, or black people and black women almost are the same. There are times when, you know, black people don't want to take responsibility for their actions and always blame somebody that you make me suffer, you make me suffer. And whereas we are colluding in our own oppression. You've just expressed what Steve Biko said about our complicity in allowing evil to reign supreme.